Well, sometimes the Vegas odds are uh, a humble reminder of where things stand for a program. Today's show, we're going to look at some of the odds that are coming out in terms of win totals for BC. And folks, they're not buying high on BC at all. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black, editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. Check out my work there. All right, folks, Vegas has started to, to speak. You start to see the different uh, different odds books coming out with different odds for BC. Now, if you went out and looked, you could find the latest ACC title odds. And I saw one that had BC near the bottom. And and honestly, I don't I don't disagree with that, right? This team just won three games last year. To 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 have them as anything better than third from the bottom, it, it doesn't seem like a realistic, you know, um, a, a bet I would even want to take, even though you could get some good money on that, right? So that was one I saw. The, you know, the the favorite right now going into the season, we'll talk about it in just a little bit, is Florida State. They're, they're the it team this year. We'll get into that in our second segment. But the the statistic I wanted to dive into, or the or the betting line I want to get into, comes from one of the other uh, betting books. I don't have it in front of me which one it is right now. But they gave the win totals for each team for the twenty twenty three season, and I I wanted to see where they put Boston College. BC won three games last year. They struggled. We all know this. This is not I've. You know, this is what episode 200 or something of, of since the end of last year. We've gone over that quite a bit. I looked and I have to say, shocked maybe isn't the right word because I kind of assumed everything's going to be pretty negative about BC. The win totals going into next year, you can, if you wanted to make the, ba- the, the wager, five and a half wins. So Vegas is assuming that BC will make modest gains going into 2023. Now I admit, and I will own this and you guys who have listened to the show know it. I buy high. I buy on BC improving every year. And this is why I don't bet because it would have bit me twice last year. It would have bit me in 2021. Hey, I would have won some money in 2020. Cause I think their I think their win totals was like four the year of COVID. I'm buying on this year too. <laughs> I mean, you guys aren't surprised by that, are you? I, I mean, I here's what I thought, right? And I want to continue to give my rationalization. My job here is I'm not playing things down the middle. I am not going to just blow smoke and, and come up with garbage when it's not what I truly believe. Here is why I believe BC will win more than five and a half games, okay? I truly believe... The biggest issue from last year, and I've said this before, but I want to make it crystal clear for the folks that say that I, I have issues here. This is my this is where my philosophy is. The offensive line was such a major issue last year that it resonated and it, it, it impacted literally everything. It was so bad. It 
the defense couldn't stay had to, to make big plays constantly. The offense couldn't stay on the field. The offense couldn't do much of anything. I think that major issue, I mean, I don't want to call it major, catastrophic issue impacted everything. That's my philosophy. That's what I think. I Like when I hear people like, oh, the defense stuck last year. I'm like, yes, because the offensive line did not do their job. And then every the defense had to do way more than it needed to do. I think that BC, and this is my, 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 this is my philosophy here. Again, you can think whatever you want. You can put it in the comment section and say, AJ, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't care. This is where I'm, where I'm thinking. Christian Mahogany is, is going to make a major impact on that offensive line. Because I think Ozzy Trapillo is hitting that year where he will be fine. I think Drew Kendall will be hitting that year where he will be fine. And I like the additions of the two transfers. That offensive line from last year should not be a liability this year. And I've been looking, folks, I have been looking to figure out what is it that's going to be the Achilles heel about this team. And I have yet, I I can't figure it out yet. Something that's going to be like 2021 when there wasn't a quarterback or the offensive line last year. I can't see what that major issue is. The only thing I go to is maybe... The, the, my thought at once was like, okay, they lose Zay Flowers. I, I believe they have enough talent to to uh, address that. They'll be able to run the ball. They don't need to do what they did with Zay last year. So I look at that piece. I feel like the team itself will be better. On top of that, the reason why I think they'll win more than five and a half games is with an improved team that I think is going to play better, you have a good offensive mind and Rob Chudzinski, who I think will be light years ahead of what John McNulty was. I think when you look at that schedule, it's way more favorable than what they had to face last year. They get, instead of having to play Notre Dame, instead of having to play Clemson, they get Florida State, but they played them last year. They get NIU Army who's going for guys, folks, we'll talk about this when it gets later in the year. They're not going to the triple option. You don't have to worry about that. They're going to shotgun. Good luck. That's going to take them some years to figure that stuff out. I think army Yukon, who again, I'm not sold on what happened last year. I, again, that again, I think that is a systemic issue with that offensive line last year that I think has been fixed and Holy cross where the, 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 um, I've been told over and over again, BC is going to lose to Holy Cross. I, from folks that think that BC is a mess and I'm sure working rich is going to get into my comment section and say that I don't see it. So for me, and I've been wrong two years in a row, five and a half wins seems easy for me because I truly believe when you look at that out of conference schedule, BC, I feel has the talent to win all four of those games. And then you look at their regular season, they're playing, they're not playing the, uh, sorry, the ACC. They're not playing those like murderers row ACC teams this year. They get Georgia tech. They get Virginia. They get Syracuse, who I think is going to be bad this year. And they get Dracovic. I think six and a half. I, I, if it was six, that to me seems like a, a more of a hedge of a bet. Five and a half, I think six is 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 an easy bet. So I'm going to go with BC winning more than five and a half games. 
And I know folks out there are, are going to disagree with me and you f- feel free to disagree with me. And I love to hear why you think um, this, this is not the bet that you would take. And again, as I said, I've gone over both years in a row and last two years and I've been wrong both years. So what am I missing? What am I missing about this team that is flawed? It, maybe you don't think the coach is good. Maybe there's something, you know, Emmett Moorhead you're not bought on, or if it's going to be Tommy Castellanos, what is it about this team that you feel is flawed that they can't get to 500 this year? Cause I think they can let me hear about it. All right. In a moment, I want to get into the other bets, the other win totals in this conference. I'm going to tell you which ones I think are lopsided and ones I think are, are, are good, are good bets to make. But in a moment, we'll get into all of that. Now, I want you to make a fast break to FanDuel right now during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So I love FanDuel. It's super safe and secure. That's that's like a major thing for me. I like – I want to make sure that when I make my bets, I'm doing it on a a platform I can trust with a a company that is secure, and FanDuel is that – I, 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 I believe fully that they're the place to go. There's no better place to play bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on right now and get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. We're talking about win totals here. There wasn't a lot of recruiting news this weekend. It was pretty quiet, I have to say. Um, a couple new official visits. We'll have those all up on Eagle Insider. Some names I, um, I'm impressed with. One name um, I'll give you right now is someone from John Bosco in uh, California, where uh, Sione Hala is from, and his name is Ashton Keke Kahuna Lopez, a off and another linebacker. Uh, from that school, he's going to be visiting, and I can't wait to talk to him. And I'll have that up on Eagle Insider as well. But let's look. Let's look at some of the other um, uh, win totals going on in the ACC. Uh, these are the betting lines that are out right now, and I'm interested to see what you guys think. So we talked about BC at five and a half. The next one that I I was stunned with was six and a half for Syracuse. Now, this is another team that I am hot and cold on because at times I I have, I am shocked and and surprised at how well Dino Babers does at Syracuse. But then I look at the team this year and I go, what they lost Sean Tucker. They lost Garrett Williams, um, a couple guys in their secondary they won seven games with all those guys last year. How are they going to win six and a half? To me, that seems like an under. But again, this is a team that I always am, am low on, and they always shock me. That one, I feel like, was an easy bet. Now, going the other direction, a team that I'm like, wow, that seems low, is NC State. Now, NC State underperformed last year. BC beat them. They were a top 20 team for most of the season. They, they fell apart. They're bringing in Brennan Armstrong from Virginia. I like, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm high on Dave Doran and what he can do. Um, 
and I, on, I and I have to be honest, I haven't looked at their schedule hard enough to know what they have on their schedule. But six and a half seems low. I mean, they seem like a seven win team every year, even when they're doubt. So this one seems like a, a low to me. The other low team for me is Duke at six and a half. I've heard Duke as a potential for um, making it to the end, the ACC title game. And they, you know, they had a really nice year last year. They were top 25 for different points. Uh, their offense looked great. And I know that they have a couple tough games. They are playing. Um, they, they have Louisville, Florida state and, and Notre Dame and Clemson. Those are four tough games. That being said, they should beat Lafayette. They should beat Northwestern. They should beat UConn. NC State probably will be the biggest game on their schedule. And they get UNC too. So they get some tough games. But I don't know. Seven and a half. Me, I, 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 I'm not sold on them losing to Notre Dame. Like they played so well last year. They could catch Notre Dame, right? Maybe that could be a game. So that was one team I was looking at. Another one that I thought... Um, I'm interested. In, uh, Ten just seems so high, but they're they're a favorite to make the playoffs this year. Is Florida State now? Florida State uh, is like the darling of the preseason for the ACC. They they have a higher projection than Clemson. They've they're bringing back a ton of talent. Obviously, Jordan Travis is back. Jared Verse is back. They've got that huge wide receiver Johnny Wilson. Uh, they're running back Trey Benson is back. I mean, they've got talent up and down, and I'm sure they've hit the transfer portal too. But 10 wins, whew, that that is asking a lot. Um, and they, they start the year off with LSU. LSU should be good, and they get Clemson, right? So I look at the rest of their schedule. There's nothing, like, really that stands out to me. Like, you got Duke, I mean, Virginia Tech. I mean, but – 10 wins to me. I mean, maybe I wouldn't touch this, but it just seems like I'll asking a lot for the Seminoles. Um, and that was just one thought I had there. And then finally, my last thought when I'm looking at these win totals is Miami at seven and a half. And I'm absolutely taking the under here. I, until Miami can show me that they're not a joke, I'm going to take them as a joke. They are going to bring back Tyler Van Dyke, who I, you know, I, I thought he might transfer. There was rumors he might go to Alabama. Um, they've got some, they've got automatic losses on their schedule too. They're playing, you know, Florida state. They've got Texas A&M. They've got Clemson. They've got NC state Louisville. They've got tough games that, that seven and a half to win on. They've got to go eight and four there. I, I don't know. And Miami looked like hot garbage last year for them to go eight and four seems like a big stretch for me. So I would take the under I, and folks, you know, I know we're, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of the maroon and gold here. I don't think they're a lock to beat BC at the end of the year either. If BC can stay healthy, I think BC can beat them at home. So that one seems like it, that probably to me, other than the Syracuse bet seems like the easiest bet for me to win. So those are my thoughts. What do you think? Hit me up in the comment section. Um, and I will, we'll get into more of that, um, as the season gets closer, cause I'm sure there's going to be more, um, betting odds that you're going to want to know about now in our final segment, I'm going to get into baseball, give a preview about what's going on there. 
uh, and what the ACC tournament would look like if they uh, the season ended today. And we'll talk about a, a series in Wake where they lost two out of three, but it's still not the worst in the world, right? We'll get into that in just a moment. This is Locked On BC, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening so much. We're wrapping up our conversation here. We're getting into the news of the weekend. And I would be remiss to say, I think, before I get into it, I am recording right now at quarter 10, and I do not believe I can find the uh, women's lacrosse um, matchup yet. If it is, I haven't been able to get it. Um, And I wanted to, to... have some comments on it but it doesn't look like it's out yet um so unfortunately i will add that to tomorrow's show so make sure to check that out but baseball baseball had a huge weekend at the couch stadium at wake forest uh against the number two team in the country a team that had only lost one game at home all season long and bc they ended up losing two out of three looks like bad news but honestly it doesn't hurt bc all that much you lost to the number two team in the country. You beat them once. Um, and it was a nice win on Saturday. To, and they came back. They scored three runs in the top, uh, on a three-run home run by Peter Burns in the ninth inning. And then two home runs in the 12th to win it. I think we had all said B- all BC had to do was win one game in this series. And that's what they did. Um, your, Wake Forest is very good. Um, and BC hung around in all the three games. So that was, that was reassuring. I mean, they had the, the bases loaded in the bottom top of the ninth in game three, and they barely uh, were knocked out of that game. But the star of the weekend again was Joe Fatrano. Joe Fatrano hit two home runs on Saturday, hit another one on Sunday. Um, he's had a, a hell of a season. He had, this is, I think a second or third multi home run game of the year. He's ninth in the team history and home runs now. Um, Nice weekend for him. So BC has a week. Um, they have a week, uh, midweek schedule against uh, Villanova. I think they have a two game series coming up. And then this next weekend, they head off to play against Notre Dame. And the Notre Dame games are at uh, one's at Fenway and one's at. Uh, so they have the ALS game on Friday. Friday night, and then the Saturday game is uh, at home. And the third, sorry, Thursday is at home. Friday, Fenway, Saturday at home. And then they have, so that's, sorry, I am completely screwed up here, folks. They have, they're playing next weekend against Villanova. They have no midweek games, I think, because of um, finals. Then they play against Maine, and then they have the weekend games against Notre Dame. Sorry, I screwed that all up. Uh, so, they that they you know they should have some wins left on their schedule. They are in good shape to host for the ACC tournament. Um, Les Johns of two four sevens Wake Forest kind of laid it all out. He said, "If the regular season ended today, ACC tournament pods would look like this: the A pod would be Wake Forest, UNC, and Georgia Tech; B would be Duke, Georgia, uh, BC, and Pitt; C would be Clemson, Notre Dame, and NC State; D Miami, Virginia, Virginia Tech, with Florida State and Louisville excluded." I mean, the, the the two excluded teams is crazy because Louisville, that's like their bread and butter down there, right? Like they are all about baseball and they're not going to make it. That's crazy. But Duke and Pitt, that sounds like a good uh, deal for BC. <laughs> um, you know, BC won two. Uh, they lost two out of three against Duke, uh, but they avoid, you know, some of those tougher teams. 
Uh, so I, I kind of like where that would, would, would place the Eagles. So uh, not too bad there in terms of other news. Um, it looks like things and for football, the transfer portal news is going to kind of calm down now. I feel like i uh, not feel like sources have told me that it sounds like the transfer portal is done for BC. Like, I don't think they're going to be involved in there. And that could change, but last I talked to him, that was it. Uh, recruiting. We're hearing about more official visits. Like I said, you can check those out on Eagle insider basketball has one more scholarship left. And I have not heard BC uh, connected with anyone. So I don't know what they're doing. Um, I, I, I've said it all along. I hope they get another wing or some, you know, a guy with a little bit more length to him, not another guard. But I haven't heard BC linked to anyone. Last year, BC grabbed CJ Penna, and no one had heard of him. No one had any connection to him. So that could easily happen as well. And so that's where things are going to land for today. Thank you all so much. If you like this podcast, hit like on uh, the podcast uh, platform you're listening to, or check it out on YouTube. Your choice. Uh, we do it both places. Um, YouTube, I also put up those live, um, like one minute re- instant reactions. So if you like those types of things, if there's a big event, there's, there hasn't been one in a little bit. But if you enjoy that kind of stuff, check that out. Uh, thank you all so much. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. We'll see you all again tomorrow. Take care, everyone.